Thank you for joining us for another night of Dungeons and Dragons. I am, as always, your host and Dungeon Master, Kenny. I have with me the vast majority of my party. We're down a artificer tonight. Uh, Dylan couldn't make it, but we have everyone else. But before, we would like to sp uh, plug our favorite new product in the world of Wax and Wick, Critical Wick. For all of your Dungeons and Dragoning needs, and also, it's a candle. It's a good candle. There are many flavors. I've recently uh, personally whiffed at least six of them, and I gotta say, uh, a long rest, really up there in terms of my favorites, but uh, all the other flavors I've smelled so far are, are also exceptional. And uh, hey, did, um, did, I, did I tell you there's a dice at the bottom? A, a die at the bottom of it? I mean, that's pretty cool. And I got my hands on one of those dice, and I gotta say, it's a high-quality product. Anyway, so we have our whole pro our whole party sans the artificer tonight, uh, including our bard. Our bard. <laughs> Sorry, <clears throat> you got me drinking water. Uh, <laughs> that's me. I am Austin playing elf. Our fighter. Our fighter. Hi, this is Jeff playing Garen. Our Warlock. Hi, uh, this is Jesse playing Valandes. And our Rogue. Hey, this is Devin playing Ferran. So when we last left off with our heroes, they had just made it into the monastery of a order of monks who know themselves, or refer to themselves as the Way of the Clawed Fist. And uh, they have been welcomed into the Sanctum. It has been revealed that their guide up to this point, Doban the Yakman, is actually a little more than he has let on, other than the fact that he's already let on that he's a, apparently quite the talented elemental magician. He's revealed himself as one of the four Grand Masters of this monastery and has taken his seat upon his uh, throne, for lack of a better term, uh, next to his three accompanied grandmasters of the monastery. And I believe I ended just before describing what those grandmasters looked like. That was not a ploy. I totally swear I was completely ready last session. But also, um, the three other chairs are all... The, the chairs themselves are also exactly the same as Doban's. They are a fine redwood... Slightly on the ornate side, but only in the backrest, is very functional everywhere else. Uh, and the beings in the chairs uh, are a sort of stout-looking bird person. Uh, if anyone would like to make a uh, knowledge check on the race of that being. What kind of nature? Um, no. Just uh, history, actually. I rolled a three. Ooh. I know a lot. You said history? Yes. Sure. I got a four. I got a three. <laughs> Garen's not even aware that there are birds. That's a natty one. <laughs> well, I rolled a nat one, too, and just added my plus two for history. He's like, feathers, the fuck? <laughs> what are birds? I've seen them in trees before. <laughs> Wings, how do they work? 
Um, it's a bird leaf. <laughs> That's good. I like that. Uh, anyway, L, you're aware. Oh, this is an Arakoa. You have met few of these, if ever any of them, in your mm-hmm. life. Arakoa are native to Yalzar Minor, where they live as nomadic peoples who uh, eat off the land and keep very small civilization, uh, very small settlements wherever they go. Um, and, uh, and this one seems a little smaller than you imagined they would be, uh, but he has like very prominent brown feathering and uh, is dressed in, what would the words be? He's dressed in very form-fitting attire, almost a, almost like he's wearing clothes that he can fight in. Okay. Uh, but he, the, the, all of his clothes are like either lime green or tan, um, with a sash around his waist that is olive green. Uh, and his wings seem, uh, seem at rest behind him. The next being uh, is... Actually, I want another history check, because I don't know if any of you are going to know what this being is. Let's see if I can keep up my good rolling. Uh, seven. I don't think I know what he is. Nineteen. That's a five. I got a seventeen. Okay, so, um, L, you've read and heard stories about the Thrykeen before, but you've never actually witnessed one in person. Whereas, um, Farang, you have actually met a, a, a Thrykeen before in your many travels across the globes. They're not simple, but they are of simple ways. But to see one in such a regal position is rather inspiring. Um, They are, you know them to be, both of you guys would know them to be uh, sturdy and strong people that are very low in population, or assumedly what we do know of them is that they are primarily live underground or live in mountain homes where they rarely leave. So reports on the Thrykeen are, are, are small and, in, and infrequent. But sitting there uh, in relatively, I wouldn't say uh, ostentatious necessarily, but rather flowing attire um, of the, the, of like mostly dark browns with the occasional like, dark pink strips as highlights throughout it um, with small chartreuse accents uh, to to show uh, spots of color in the outfit. A pale, chitoned thrykeen sits there. Um, for those who don't know what a thrykeen is, uh, I will bring up a picture, but for the listeners at home, uh, if you want to know what a thrykeen looks like, then you can either turn to page 270 or um, 288. Yeah, 288 in your monster manual, or just Google search uh, T-H-R-I hyphen K-R-E-E-N. For my players, that's what it looks like. Most the bug people with the four arms. Oh, I'm really glad we didn't decide to try and fight those guys. We, uh, we just we're decided like, to go into Bug's life. I'm a four-armed monk. Ugh. 
right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but the Thrykeen, you notice its eyes are closed, and above its brow, between its antenna, is a eye of pure light. Um, it doesn't seem to like move around like the eye of Sauron. It just is present. Hmm. And then the last, the last of these grandmasters is uh, the one that seems most at ease with themselves. Uh, the, sort of the way they've been holding themselves. Doban, as you've known, uh, has been very reserved and constantly meditates. But he sits in his throne with a mannerism uh, of almost like a watchful ruler. Like he's he's his body posture. He's more lean forward. He's more active uh, to maybe seem strong or something. Uh, whereas the Arakoa is in a similar sort of stance, very like chest out, very firm. There's a backrest and he's not using it. He's just sitting upright. Uh, the Thrykeen is apparently asleep because its eyes are closed, but it seems uh, almost in a trance sitting there completely still. And then uh, the last of them is a lizard folk with almost aquamarine and like dark teal scales. Um, no visible frill to be seen on his head or anything. Um, and he is wearing almost scholarly robes. Um, they seem they seem about um, about comfort more than anything. Uh, but they are all of navy blues, um, violets that lead into bold reds. And, uh, and he seems to have a gleaming silver eye, uh, and his other eye is sewn shut with a scar. Uh, after that eyeful of all of them, the four of them stand up. Uh, the, the, the Thrykeen does not open their eyes when they do this. The four of them stand up and uh, sort of perform a modest bow where uh, they sort of bow and then they give like a this gesture. Um, as, like run the jewels? Yeah, like run the jewels, except with all the fingers. <laughs> run the scroll. Run, yeah. Uh, yeah. If you don't know what run the jewels is, listeners, they are amazing. Go Google them. Get, figure it out. Get on that. They're it's, murder, mayhem, and melodic music. That's true. Is, they lie, cheat, steal, and win. Because everybody's doing it. That's true. It's the gutting disposition. Right, but but it's all things. Canonically, a monk's history. Right. In this universe. The way of the clawed <laughs> fist. I think it's pretty fair. Get off it. The god, the god, NLP and Killer Mike. Right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Great, great sages. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so they perform that little bow and then. Uh, they take a seat, and Doban sort of opens his arms wide and says, You all have already known me. My name is Doban, and I am the Grand Master of the Elemental Magics here in this monastery. And these are my closest friends, my compatriots, and undeniably my betters or equals in combat, the other Grand Masters of this monastery. They are, um, to, an, to which the Arakoa stands up and like, sort of adopts like a fighting stance and you can almost see like like a, a, a small wisp of like fiery energy blow off his back uh this guy is amped and you're not sure why uh <laughs> he, he just came in loaded it's like 
Yeah. No, dude, this guy is ready to throw down, and this is like uh, the most chill of ceremonies, so you can't imagine what this guy is like normally. It's all that pre-workout he drank. Right. Um, like, everyone else is just chilling, but this dude's been listening to speed metal for eight hours. Crushing Red Bulls on the stage. Yeah. <laughs> to which uh, uh, Doban sort of smiles and says, His name is Ator, one of the greatest warriors I have ever known. And to which Ator then sits down. Um, the uh, Trikeen st- uh, steps back up. Again, not opening their eyes. And says, uh, oh, sorry, I forgot to mention, um, the Arakawa and the, um, I guess you wouldn't know for the Thrykeen, but the Arakawa is a female. Um, hmm. uh, this is Maklo, or Miklo. She is the greatest pair of eyes I have ever known, and she sees far further than you think. She has seen your journey since you started it. And has been awaiting your arrival eagerly. Uh, to which she uh, and she is the uh, grandmaster of uh, transcendence here. Then introduces the last. The lizard folk man steps up and he gives another simple bow again. He seems to be the much the most collected uh, uh, in terms of body language. Certainly a polar opposite of uh, the Arakoa. And he introduces him. This is Bagor. He is the, the grandmaster of the balance here in the monastery. He keeps our adepts and disciples clear on the path between the wild magics that is of our druidic heritage, but also close enough to remain within the laws of discipline in our monkish ways. The four, and at this point, the, they all four stand up and um, say in unison. And it is the four of us that welcome you to our home. Please, come inside, have some food, and we will tend to the business that we know is on your mind. Uh, To which the four of them disappear. um, And a pair of doors behind their sitting positions is revealed. What do you do? They just vanish into thin air? Yep. Including our, our guide? Yeah, Devon. He's one of the four. Well, uh... Karen kind of just goes, huh, and looks around. It's a little, uh... I don't want to say intimidated, but he's definitely kind of just, uh... taking a lot in. Especially with vanishing monks. Valen will kind of scan around and do a little, do a little nod in approve, uh, approval of the uh, the show that they put on disappearing. Mm-hmm. Um, turn to the rest and say, "Well, at least if we have to fight the crystal this time, uh, we're in good company." I think I'm going to let them handle this one, Garen mm-hmm. would say. Not a bad idea. All right, should we go yeah. in? Yeah. Like- I guess. Yeah. All right. You guys sort of take a moment and look at each other like, eh, all right. All right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a, and it's a wooden. Yeah. Uh, a pair of, of large, but not like ornately so, uh, large doors uh, open. And you are, uh, you walk into a place that is aglow with light and feast and fantasy. It's, it's 
like walking into the mid evening at a tavern. Like the the spirits are high, and the plates are all ready. Dozens and dozens of, of monks are already sitting, uh, and and enjoying the the sort of benefits of a hard day's work. Um, this seems to be a celebration almost, uh, as if it's for you all and your arrival. You can clearly see that there is a table uh, decorated with, I wouldn't say paraphernalia, but like iconography and statues uh, that look like one of the crystals. And uh, one of the monk people of the monastery sort of approach you all and gesture toward that table for that's to be yours to sit at. Well, uh, yeah, Garen wants to refuse hospitality. Yeah, Garen will go uh, take up a seat. Okay. will do the same. Um, do you guys yep. want to engage with these festivities whatsoever, or shall we move on? Uh, on his way to the uh, seat, Valen will kind of look over the shoulder of some of the monks, just eyeing up the food to see what they have to offer, what kind of fare monks at the top of a mountain eat. Yeah, um, uh, not a lot of meat. Obviously, it's not as easy to get as other foods. Um, there seems to be a large amount of mushroom on the table. Presumably, it's easy to grow up here. But uh, it's a relatively diverse palate, uh, almost to the point where you're curious as to whether or not some of this food is magically created. Huh. Yep. All right. So I'm going to take a seat. All right, you guys are served food and and, and offered wine and drink. Um, obviously, you can take or not. The you can see that in this sort of great hall that you're all meeting or uh, eating in, the grandmasters are all positioned at the heads of separate tables. Like they, all, the four of them do not sit together. Um, they they sit amongst the monks. Uh, with no like higher seating, no privileged priority or anything like that. Uh, at meal, it seems everyone is equal. Well, that's nice. Mm. So, where we're sit, uh, seated, are we anywhere near um, one of the masters, or are we just uh, among the other monks? Uh, you are, you actually you four are at a long. Well, you five are at a long table, sort of actually away from the rest of it. Um, almost at, oh, as if you table. are... Well, the privileged seat, actually. Okay. Oh, cool. Um, um, is the rest of the layout kind of like a typical monastery or where it's just long tables, all the brothers and the monks sitting together? Yes. Okay. Um, as I pointed out before, the, the vast majority of the population here are these fur, furball people. Um, although there are a couple of humans and, uh, like one or two elves that you see. Um, but anything that isn't a furball is definitely a minority here. Okay. Do you guys have any engagements for the meal? Cause I didn't have any. So if you guys want unless you wanted to get into anything, I was just going to move it along. Uh, not particularly. Elle is sort of probably pretty tired from hiking up a mountain. It's not going to party right now. 
Right. All right. Well, as uh, the meal sort of comes to a close, uh, your your table is cleaned uh, of your debris, and uh, the grandmasters sort of approach your table together and ask uh, if you all would care to meet with them this evening before you go to rest. Of course. Um, yeah. yeah, we would like to uh, discuss, well, obviously why we're here with you, and um, it'd be nice to learn a little bit more about how you live up here. Uh, Bagor sort of smiles and rests a scaly hand on Doban's shoulder and says, well, Doban has filled us in on most of what it is that you're here for, although I'm sure that there is other things as well. Yep. Yep. There's there's a bunch. So uh, I guess we can talk talk about it uh, later on tonight. Very well. You'll be here with Dumb. Still be eating, but he would nod his approval as well and kind of give like a, almost a thumbs up for the meeting. Uh, at this moment, all of you hear a, a very gentle voice in your head. It smells like... It's not just a smell, like anything. It sounds like silk on the wind. Uh, and it very gently says, We will send a disciple to come and fetch you to your rooms. Not long after, there will be a bell. If you come back to this room at that time, we would love to meet you then. Until then, be as comfortable as possible. Uh... And it is the first time you've heard that voice, so you have no idea where it's come from. But uh, to which this, at that point, all four of the grandmasters sort of gently, you know, nod or salute. In, in the case of the Arakoa, and and they make their ways out of the room. Karen's not excited about that, and kind of would look around, very disconcerted. Well, at least we know that they can walk. Yeah, yeah, no flesh exit this time. And then Val will look at the rest of the party and just kind of tap his head and throw his hand up like, did you guys hear that? I don't like people going into my head, Garen would say. Mm. All right. I guess it was all of us then. Interesting. Uh... Well, uh, let's head back to the rooms. Um, at this point, I think it's pretty safe to do whatever these guys tell us to do. Uh, not long after that realization, uh, one of the monk disciples approaches you and informs you that they are the one that is to show you your quarters while you stay at the monastery. Hmm. Um, well, they lead you out a yep. one of the four passages. The yep, they take you down... A hallway and slide open a, a, a wood door and um, ex- point, you out, point you in. It's a pretty modest room, really. Not the finest room you've ever slept in. And despite how welcoming you've been into this place uh, and all of its majesty, it seems that the rooms are very function in no form. Uh, there are plenty of there's plenty of beds for each of you. Um, and they're not bricks, you're not sleeping on the ground, but it's not the most comfortable bed, and it's not the most comfortable room, but it's certainly, for what it is, functional. But you guys have some time if you want to do anything. Um, 
Garen would uh, make his way towards... Are we all in separate rooms, or... No, you're all in one room. Okay. Um, towards uh, his drow companion. And uh, say, do you have a moment? Uh, well, until that bell rings, I think we all do. Um, let's go up. Do you think maybe they might know something about that witch? Uh, seems like they know an awful lot. Uh, especially the one that sees all. He's been tracking us since the get-go of all this. He'd be very familiar with our encounter with the hag. Uh, maybe they can help? I'm not too familiar with places of learning, but... I would say this is the closest I've ever been to one. Couldn't yeah. have to ask. Just something to consider. Something I've been thinking about a lot. It hasn't been far from my mind either. It definitely couldn't hurt to ask the one that sees all if he hmm. might know where our attacker is. He would almost let out a little laugh and say, with our luck, the one who sees all would be blinking when we need him. Either that or he saw the whole situation from a different perspective and might not want to help. Couldn't hurt to ask. All right, cool. We got a plan. He wouldn't say cool. He would say fantastic or something. Neat. Neato. Neat. <laughs> you know what? That's Sounds a pretty French. rad plan. Let's go with it. Super dope. We've established Garen's not the best planner, but damn it, he tries. Mm -hmm. <laughs> At least you're playing uh, to attack it, so that's, that's the stuff. Hey, I just wanted to get Monks drunk, okay? I mean, it's true. It's true. So, uh, if, I guess, are you guys done interacting with each other or preparing? Uh, quick question. Sure. Uh, are our supplies brought in? What has happened to our part? Um, uh, after you guys came into the building, you guys have not heard about what's happened to your cart. Um, well, after being situated in the room for a little bit, Ella's going to become bored very quickly and would like to get drunk, so he's going to go in search of that part. Okay. Uh, you head, a, you sort of hang around or walk down a couple of hallways. You and try to go back the way you've come? Like, do you try to aim to go back to the great hall and then go out the front door? Yeah, I'm going to trace my steps to, you know, find the last place I saw it. Okay. Uh, you go into the, the great hall and you can see the Grand Masters are sitting at uh, the same table that you all were sat at for dinner um, and they seem to be talking to one another. Uh, they look to you and sort of wave you over. Uh, he, he like looks behind him sees there's no one behind him. Yeah. turns back oh, yeah, and uh, almost laughs that loud. And makes his way to the table. Uh, I do beg your pardon. I'm just in search of our uh, our carts. Like to find my belongings. Uh, a tour stands up and sort of points her finger, like jabs it at you almost aggressively, uh, but says, "Your cart is safe in the stables. It has been restocked, and your old rotting food has been thrown away." 
Um, thank you. That's very kind. Uh, I hope you didn't throw away anything in life. <clears throat> yes, excellent. He's thinking, of course, of his carefully stashed money and uh, if any of it might have gotten tossed with the refuse. Right. Uh, well, I'd still like to, to retrieve a few of my libations, if you would. Uh, could you just point me in the direction? Of course. But to, and as Ator sort of gestures towards outside, uh, Bagor lifts a jug of wine onto the table and says, you could drink with us if it finds you suitable. I would be happy to share your wine and your company. A glass of wine calms and keeps the mind. Thank you very much. This must be fine wine indeed to keep you warm up in these cold mountains. He sort of shrugs a a touch and Dovan looks at you like, what do you mean it's cold? It's lovely up here. Um... To, uh, at this point, uh, McLeod sort of turns and gestures to Doban. Uh, do you want to give me a sleight of hand, if you want to see the gesture or not? Sure. Is it sleight of hand or perception? Sorry, yeah. <laughs> um, if it's sleight of hand, I got a seven. It's not. It's perception. Okay. Is it my passive perception or is it a perception roll? Um, go ahead and roll it. Okay. Then it's a nine. Uh, you see it. Uh, you don't make it out, but it seems to be just a simple gesture. Zodoban ah. sort of says, of course, uh, I will have someone ring the bell. If you are with us, there's no reason for us to not just hasten the evening and speak with you and your friends at the same time. Well, I do beg your forgiveness. I don't mean to rush you. Uh, I have never once been rushed in my life. Uh, you hear him sort of like bellow, like deep, like he almost he has to like straighten his body before he does it. Uh, he only bellows for about a uh, one one moment, so a couple of seconds. But in response, a loud gonging bell rings, rings, and rings. Uh, going back to the party, not long after L leaves the room, you hear the bell. Felon will look up towards the sound, to where the sound's coming from, and go, Geez, I thought they meant just a little bell. <laughs> well, yeah, Garen would uh, rub his ear, and... Uh, <laughs> his ear hole? Um... I say, I guess that's for us. He thumbed towards the sound. That's not exactly subtle. So it is not. I guess so. Let's uh, let's head out. Uh, he would walk in uh, relative silence. Maybe whistle a little bit. I think you can whistle. Yeah. All right. You no, guys- I just like in general. He thinks he can whistle. <laughs> Um, and I guess they would kind of just try to find, uh, where they're going. 
right, the three of you wander, uh, the four of you wander the halls and make your way back to the meeting room. But you notice that all of the rooms that once had lights on inside are all have gone dark. Uh, one after another, or you know, sometimes you see them in, in a row. But uh, all of the well-lit hallways are much more darker now that the only light is the candles along the hallway. <laughs> but not long, and you make your way back into the meeting room, to which you see L sitting at the table that you were all eating at with the Grand Masters already. He is freshly taken a sip from a, a glass of wine, and L, that happens and you see them walk in. Friends, come join us. Taking advantage of other people's booze. Of course. I don't blame them. I might join in. Yeah, Garen's in. Bagor stands up and pours glasses of wine for each of you. Uh, The mugs that you drink this wine out of uh, are like... If you took a regular wine glass but made... The stem much shorter and out of um, clay. Hmm. Alright. So almost, I guess, I guess at that point it would be a clay goblin. I can never get that distinction right. But um, all of the grandmasters sort of raise a cup of wine and say, "To your arrival, and to the purification and protection of the crystals." Alright, I'll drink to that. There's a Cheers. Uh, and, you know, they all take a nice little swig. The Bagor sits back down. Doban opens the dialogue. He goes, So, I have told my fellow masters that you are all here to perform a ritual on the crystal. I understand that, rather, know that you need something in addition to what I've already given you to perform this ritual. Does any of you remember what it was? Yes. We, um... In a manner of speaking, we need the, uh... Magnificent Pearl. What is their name for the pearl? It's just been referred to as a big pearl. Oh. The magnificent pearl that we understand you keep here at the monastery. We also need some of that lady scales. We need the pearl to get the ladies. Oh, right. It's a means to an end. Uh, to which a tourist sort of uh, says. You need the pearl? Is it for that Triton woman? Yes. Yes. Darren says, lacking those... Lacking all subtlety. (laughs) No, she staggers at you. He would kind of give him the shrug of like, sees all, watched this since the beginning of the journey. Why why would we lie? (laughs) Would be everything in that one shrug that he shrugs, almost yellingly shrugs. Right. (laughs) At the elf. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he doesn't want to slide a hand to suggest a message. 
Right. <laughs> the loudest shrug ever. No, he's just shrugging so hard at you. Oh, I just imagine it's almost the like worst it's yeah, it's almost like sign language, like shrug, and then you're like staring at him. Yeah, just like lots of hand gestures. Yeah, with the <laughs> yeah, just like it's so like a New Yorker. <laughs> it was oh, like a yeah, Brazilian at a New York. Yeah. Yeah. That's the best way I can describe it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Um. So you guys uh, do that. Um, <laughs> to which uh, Bagur so almost smiles as he takes another sip of wine uh, and points with his free hand to Ator, who says, You cannot have it, not for free. It was a gift to us from the great Triton peoples of the northern coasts. It is our honor and privilege to keep it. Uh, Garen would look left and right. Unless Elle's about to say something, then Garen's no. going to take his... Go for it, go for it. Uh, um, well, then, he says, I don't want to say haltingly, but clearly he's exercising different muscles for this conversation. Is Wouldn't it also be a privilege to help save the world? Question mark? Uh, 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 Ator sort of slams their left hand down on the table and says, of course we're going to give it to you, but I said not for free. A fight. Oh, I was about to recite the whole return the slab and what you're offered, but I guess uh, guess we got a fight. Who wants to fight? Garen raises his hand. Just his one hand. He only has two. The bug person raises three. Huh. <laughs> yeah. So it's not on the condition that we win, right? <laughs> uh, Doban sort of like grabs Ator by the back and like she sits back down and he goes, we will give you the privilege of picking which of the four of us you would like to combat against. Oh, God. Uh, all right. Well, so is, is it just one of us that's going to fight one of you? Oh, well, no, I think it should start with you all picking which of the four of us you'd like to spar with. Okay. Now I'll look at the rest of the party and go, this, this is just... Who was the super amp speed metal guy? It's going to happen. Well, woman, uh, Ator. Sorry, woman. It's the Erico woman, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. That's the bird yeah. person. Ator. Uh, Garen would uh, sigh, because this one's he's not actually looking forward to. And uh, would uh, point to her and say, I'll, I'll choose you. Uh, the Ator almost smiles and says... We are going to give you the night to consider it, but I am honored that you would like to meet me in glorious battle. You've and seemed impressive so far. I look forward to seeing what you do. Then come to the trading yard, and me and you can have a little round before the real event tomorrow. This is getting a little too steamy for me. All right? Yeah. I mean, bird, lizard, lizard, bird. Okay, they'll be flying around, fucking in the air. So like close. Eagles. Close. Can I roll Constitution not to poke a hole in my chainmail? Uh, 
<laughs> no, that would, would be, would that, be, would that, that be that no, no. First of all, <laughs> to fight a, a, a boner would be a charisma check. Oh, I apologize. Hands down. <laughs> You're pretty good. Um, also, Net 20, no boner. Uh, well, no, <laughs> not no boner, but you keep it in check. All right. <laughs> I cast high boner. <laughs> Anyway, sucks it to the left with a sleight of hand. Anyway, come on, <laughs> focus on. <laughs> so, you guys are given the choice of which of the grandmasters you would like to fight against tomorrow. Um, in exchange for the fight, you will be given the pearl. Win or lose? That has not been said. Okay. It's one person, correct? Not all four of us are fighting. Oh, all four of you are fighting. It's four on one. Wait, four on one? Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Fuck. They're they're confident. They're super confident. Just means you can swing in any direction and still kill us. Good thing I'm good at hunting birds. Are you? You want to roll a nature on that? Oh. She rips my throat out. Alright, so, um, you were given that option. You're given the night to rest. Uh, you should be in peak performance. And the, the Grand Masters seem quite sure that the disciples and other monks would like to witness this, this fight when it happens. Who doesn't want to witness a public execution? Get <laughs> <laughs> A bunch of fruit boxes, like, yeah! Alright, so, uh, you're offered that was the the business and obviously after you attain the triton scales you are yeah i see that we lost them after you guys receive the triton scales you'll be taken to the chamber so you can perform the ritual that you need to do uh and then you will be escorted back off the mountain and sent back on your merry way to the next crystal uh they the discussion sort of falls into just talking and occasionally, almost as if to keep in with the conversation you hear in your mind, that same silky voice, you know, chime in. They're like, oh, yes, well, I think that tonight's dinner was quite excellent, really. Well, you know, whatever was appropriate for the conversation as it flows. Uh, do you all have any interactions you want to do with the Grandmasters? Um, that crap, I need to ask there he is. Yeah, I don't know what happened. That's fine. Uh, we were, uh, he was just asking us if we wanted to have any more interactions with the Grandmasters. To which Garen, again, lacking any subtlety or sense of timing or anything, uh, would ask them if, 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 if it would be all right of him to ask them something of a personal or more serious question before the night's over. Uh, to which the, the Thrykeen master sort of turns her attention to you and you hear in your head, what troubles you? On our way here, we um, came across... Did we ever get a real name for her or was she just a hag? Was she calling her the hag? You guys have never got a name for that person. Okay. We yep. came across a witch woman in a chicken house and uh, you she hear took a, something from us. You hear a word correct you in your mind. You hear, oh, you've crossed paths with a Baba Yaga. Baba Yaga, he would repeat out loud. 
Then we oh. crossed paths with the Baba Yaga, and she took something from us. Is there any way for us to get that back? Or would you know of someone that we could talk to that could help us with that? Uh, the silky voice continues uh, in your head. The only person who can release you from the curse that's been placed upon you is the one who's placed it. But I can help you. Uh, she extends two of her hands out. I guess, how many of you are affected by that? Just us two. Just just, yeah, Valen and Jaren. She reaches out two of her arms, and they both like, like make this sort of contact with your chest, each, and you feel like a small warmth in your heart. And she says, "Think of what was lost as hard as you can. If you do this during a sunrise, you will know the direction that you must travel to find the Baba Yaga who did this to you." Karen would kind of stagger when he when she flumps his chest and uh, cough and look to, to Valen before looking back to her with a nod in appreciation, say thank you. Valen's just wide-eyed and having almost given up um, hope that they were ever going to find any shred of the witch yeah. and uh, just uh, stutter a thank you. The... Uh. Thrykeen master sort of nods her head just gently. Uh, and it is the least I can do for those who are going to save the world. All right. Karen uh, seems to be a lot happier being given a lead to work with. All right. On that mildly depressing note, that's the end of Garen's interactions short of uh, any more jokes or uh, various hey-how-you-doings going on. Okay. Does anyone have any questions or inquiries to the Grandmasters? <sighs> this is usually the part where I ask the people helping us if they have anything that can help us in the fight, but they're the people that we're going to fight. So, Bella's just going to... Well, I mean, you guys could, like, shrug. ask what they do, like... You, you have a really good. I'm like trying to not to like give shit away here, but I'm surprised you guys haven't taken some opportunities. Well, Valen's gonna shrug and he's gonna drink the drink that was given to him and say, "Well, uh, we're gonna fight tomorrow. Uh, we might as well drink a little tonight." And he'll set his cup down to be filled up again and um, turn to Doban. And say, how long have you guys been here? Uh, Doban takes a moment and says, Well, I believe that I am the youngest of 80 years. Uh, McLo has been here for 200 years. Uh, Ator has been here for just shy of 100. And uh, Bagor has been here for almost 130 years. Garen would let out um, almost like a like a whew sound and uh, look between them in, in an attempt to add a little levity to that statement, say a lot of cardio, huh? Do uh, they have cardio? <laughs> uh, 
Uh, but, <laughs> but, do now. <laughs> but but do her, uh, sort good of, exercise and clean air, huh? That's how we'll phrase it. Baby TV. Uh, yeah. You hear the voice, <laughs> the, the voice in your heads collectively. What has given me longevity is closeness with my own, and oneness with the divine. Oneness with the divine. Um, would that happen to be the crystal? Karen would start to say the same, but uh, I don't think you Bagor sort of says, there is some possibility that our close proximity to the crystal has prolonged our lives. But tis a funny thing, the crystals, you see. they Their magic is powerful, undeniably. But there's almost a whimsy to it. It seems that the magic in it has a will of its own. So what we have sort of taken the message is that they feel comforted by us protecting them and have in turn assured us the ability to continue with our task. But, of course, Master uh, McLow, uh, being a Thrykeen, Thrykeen lived for quite a while to begin with. So the, the crystals feel comforted by your presence. So did they feel? Are they sentient? I would not know so, but I would think so. Hmm. Uh, Garen would kind of um, stop for a second to say, everything I've seen so far is leading me to believe that these things are almost the heart and soul of this world. It would definitely seem so. Maybe that's why the last crystal was so adverse to us sealing it. Hmm. 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 I wonder if there's any way to commune with it before we move forward with this plan. We're protecting crystals, right? We're not imprisoning them. We're not the bad guys, right? <laughs> oh, where did this skull get on my uniform? Uh, wouldn't that be a fucking turn around? <laughs> I'm uh, waiting for it. Uh, some waiting. Game of Thrones shit right there. Right. Uh, a yeah. year-long yeah. campaign, and it's just mm. like... We did piss off the Bobby Yaga, so kind of asked for it. That's well, true. Um, no, uh, the... McLow continues to speak in your mind and says, As I said, I have spoken with the crystal a single time. Over 80 years ago, and I have attempted to speak to it once every year since. It has never reopened its mouth to me. Do you, maybe it's out that day. I think not. <laughs> Aaron, would kind of smile. He was trying to make it funny. Sure. Uh-huh. But uh, you're asking you're it. asking an insect woman who has received like the equivalent to like Nirvana, a, like a, a simple joke. It might go a little underneath her. Yeah, it's like giving the Dalai Lama pizza. He's still gonna try. That's true. I wonder if he's ever had Papa John's. Uh, he's already blessed. <laughs> right. Uh, Popo blessed. Right. Good point. Okay. 
Anyway, um, so yeah, what did the what did the crystal tell you? She she tells you, I could utter the words, but I'm afraid that the words themselves might rip you from your coil. Hey, it's worth a shot. That's not omnipotent from anything. Can you can you say the words very quietly? Can you write them down? Tis not the volume for which they're spoken, but the power within them. Send nudes by men and So, so is it does it speak like does it speak a language you understand, or is it like a celestial language? It spoke in words I could not comprehend, but I knew it all the same. Hard to explain, really. Although, speaking of celestial languages, Garen says, um, the last crystal, the words we were given to speak it. Hold on, uh, slightly out of character question. Did we get already get our our words to speak in for this crystal? Like your incantation. Yeah. Yes. Is it in the same strange language? No, it's 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 in it's legible. Okay. I just didn't want to have, risk another Klaatu Varak to necktie moment. <laughs> Klaatu Varak necktie. I think it may be uh, done in a way like it's in phonetics. So we read it, but the, it creates a word that if they were to write down, we wouldn't understand. Yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah. we can ask them and be like, does this make sense to you? Yeah. Garen didn't go to the exchange student program, so he's a little rough on languages. They taught me that in fancy hat school. Oh, I see. All right, never mind. Garen does not ask that question. Okay. All right. Do you all go for the night? I think so. All right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Garen's not a super investigative person, so. The, the grandmaster. So, yes, yeah, so good. L is a little bit curious, and as he gets more and more drunk, he gets more and more curious about um, what exactly the monks do here all day. What, what is this monastery? Do they just pursue spiritual enlightenment? Is this like a fighting monks type situation? They seem to be obviously first in combat. He pries delicately about. You get the impression that each of the Grand Masters teaches a different path to oneness or to okay. what they're calling oneness. You're kind of able to interpret that as like, you know. Nirvana, yeah. uh, or enlightenment, even. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Actor teaches the the path to that. You know, through training the body, the body right. is your vessel towards it, and that you have to keep put it in the best form it can be in for you to achieve that. See, um, and all of the masters teach wild shape. Uh, changing how to change your body and manipulate the natural energies within you to turn you into forms that they are similar to. So, Actor can has teaches people how to take, you know, the form of birds or or you know great beasts of the air and whatnot. Um, Bagor, sorry, uh, Miklo teaches sort of through meditation and and. Uh, deprivation of the exterior world. Um, 
Bagdur, uh, sorry, Doban um, teaches the elemental magics and that to achieve oneness through becoming truly one with uh, the druidic magics and, and getting in touch with the, the lines of the earth. Uh, where And Bagur, Bagur uh, teaches oneness with balance. You achieve oneness by balancing the, the law and the discipline of the monk traditions with the tickling the, the whimsy of that is the fae and harnessing the magics of nature and the magics of your body that is the key and molding them into one to, to, to achieve that oneness. So they all teach different paths and they teach together. Intriguing. I like it. Yep. But to answer your question, your initial question, the vast majority of the people present spend most of their days in a rotation of responsibilities. Um, you know, some days they, uh, a, uh, a particular monk will spend their whole day in sustaining the monastery, whether that's tending uh, any agriculture that they have or cleaning clothes in the monastery itself to, you know, dedicated days of training, different forms of those dedicated days of training and so forth and so forth. So it's, they live an entire life here. Interesting. Uh, Valen's also been drinking along with uh, L and, uh, He'll say, well, so which came first? Um, was the crystal here, and did you build the monastery around it? Or did the crystal choose you and put itself here after the monastery was built? Bagur addresses this question. We four were on our own paths when we were brought to the great dragon that you all walked your path. Door. Uh, and he I'm sorry uh, nothing I'm muttering All right. uh, and he after the crystals were saved by great warriors oh I guess quite a while ago now uh, over 80 years ago they uh, the crystals found new homes and the crystal of air plunged itself into the peak of this mountain. And so the great dragon approached the crystal and bid its kindness if he brought men and women and built a place to protect it, would it permit it? And obviously its answer was yes. And so he brought workers and laborers and he built this great monastery and gathered me and the other Grand Masters to create a tradition here. So in, in turn, we made the way of the clawed fist. And so year after year, more initiates find their ways up the mountain and knock on our door and we welcome them in, feed them, bring them to health and begin their training. And they may leave whenever they desire, but not many do. Many live their whole lives here. So, 
So Mulderin brought you all together. Yes, he, he sent agents you to see the south station as protectors of the crystals. Uh, yes, well, of, of this one. I understand he has done something similar for the others, but this is ours to defend. Have you ever been in contact with any of the other protectors? Um, we had the privilege to meet Mus down in the desert, uh, protector of the oh, fire crystal. The pale hoofed one. Yes. Uh, that is a being of legend. You are quite honored to have crossed paths with him. Yeah, he, he can do quite a bit. He's, uh, he's no slouch, that's for sure. Uh, to which uh, Dovan chimes in. The being you speak of must has walked the plains on his own hoofs and come back. He was a being of notable renown. But yes, it is. We, we have met Mus before. We do not know of the others, but, well, they are also not on this continent. Hmm. Very well. So, uh, did Mulder and you knew we were coming because the the foresight that you have, but did Moldorin dispatch any messengers to let everyone know that we were on our way? Well, uh, to which uh, Dobon sort of nods to McLeod. Uh You hear McLeod's voice in your head again. Mm-hmm. A single hair from each of your hairs, from each of your heads, and except for your scaly friend who is missing a scale. They were brought to me, and through them as reagents, I have watched your journey. Hmm. Even that one part question mark. <laughs> All the parts, apparently. Oh, no. Yep. Huh. Okay, alright. Um, so, I'm, it seems like everyone is... Um, in profound trusting of Mulderin, um, we just know so little about um, our employer, I suppose. Mm-hmm. It would He's be nice to know, to know more. Well, uh, to which at this point it turns to Ator, uh, who out of quite the surprise has relaxed a touch and has revealed to be quite the historian. And sort of waves uh, a, a feathered hand in the air, and a little like image of like a timeline appears. That is a man walking down a path, and then the man sprouts wings and turns into a dragon, and rears up its like front claws at, at, towards a, a crystal, and says, "Dolmorin, like many I have heard, was actually once a man." And through following his own path and in a great moment of self-sacrifice was returned to Yao as a great dragon for he sacrificed himself protecting the crystals nearly a thousand years ago. Very, very. Um, still seems so mysterious. Um, it's 
it's been quite a, quite some time. I mean, as far as our perspective goes, um, since the crystals fell. So, I just wonder what, why now is my question. Why now um, did he summon ourselves and many others, which we've heard nothing of since our our first gathering? Don't tell why me there's. Why do we send people out? Yeah, don't tell me there's some malicious force at work in the world right now. We don't know, Mrs. Still, uh, at all. Exactly what it is Muldoran is preparing for, but he has insight the likes of which I have never known. He was there the last time the crystal fell, and he was the savior of it the time before that. The prophecy of the crystals is that every 1,000 years something will attempt to corrupt and destroy the crystals and bring chaos to Yao. <clears throat> so, when it arrived early, almost 100 years early, and the heroes who rose to the challenge were able to save the world from plunging into chaos, I assume that may have awoken the great worm to prepare additional defenses. But things like that take time, and I'm not sure that he was aware of the rituals he is sending you out to perform. Yeah, they're definitely, um, they seem to be involved, uh, and dangerous. Yes, uh, one thing we noticed us. with the fire crystal is that it reeled against the incantation, and um, quite violent. I'm wondering if we're going to experience the same with the wind crystal. Frankly, we expect so. And uh, why, why do you think that is? Uh, if the crystals are somewhat coherent, um, wouldn't they know that we're just trying to help them? From McLow's... Well, perhaps McLow should say. Um, McLow, again, talk to me through your minds. Through my studies and exposure to the crystal, I have learned that while I suppose it is of great power and might, and that it may in fact, as you seem to think, could be cognizant, it is a wild amount of energy in, uh, in such a small being that to think it almost like an eternal child and like any child, the moment you try to put it in a place that is confining but safe, well, they can thrash about, you know. Hmm. <clears throat> so we'll That's expect a... the same reception at the other three crystals, then. I suppose. Garen would quietly think back on the one javelin that he has painted black that says Wamper on it. <laughs> Why? I don't know, because it felt like the right thing to write on it after killing a teammate with it. <laughs> I mean, like, but why are you thinking about it is my question. <laughs> like, well, because, was, Were they aware when they were being puppeted? Or who? were they a blank slate? Who? Us, when we got murdered by a fire genie. <laughs> and it took control of us. Made us fight our own team. Oh. At the Fire Crystal. Uh, yeah, I imagine so. All right, yeah. 
It's kind of a reminder sure, to sure, not sure. fail next time. Yeah, yeah. Is how I should have phrased that sentence. Right, okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. Not like, yeah, give me another one. Right. <laughs> Alright, so, uh, do you guys continue to uh, talk with the Grandmasters? Um, well, that's a very reasonable explanation. Um, Val will say, uh, you can think of the call the crystals as much as I would love to see them lash out at us every time we try to help them. Sean's starting to feel as drunk, and he kind of leaned over looking at Garen as he was talking, and then kind of swung his head back towards the masters to listen to their response. Sure. Uh, McGlow says, I can try to speak to it after your battle tomorrow. I will Good, because we might not be able to. <laughs> so this um, battle, Elslers, mm-hmm. is he just going to be issued this big battle axe? Because he's going to look big. He's a battle axe, right? Oh, he does definitely have a battle axe. It is a great battle axe. Yeah. To, to, who, to who are you posing that threat to? The person he's going to fight tomorrow. Well, have, had you guys chosen? Yeah, we chose the, the big buff bird. Okay. I don't, I don't think anybody disagreed with Garen's choice. Okay, yeah. Because yeah, I, yeah, I, I think they're all equally bad, so yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go with the one that just looks amped to fight me and not the one that's just like chilling in the back like he's going to unleash some secret combo on my ass the second the fight starts. <laughs> just, it's going to happen no matter what. We might as well know what's coming. <laughs> I know, yeah. Paralyze us with a glaze, like a gaze, and then just walk her, pull our pants down, and then just beat our ass. Who, who are you concerned to <laughs> do that? Nani desu ka? Who do you think's going to do that? I mean, if you could paralyze someone with a gaze, and you were in a fight with them, wouldn't you, like, paralyze them? Pull down their pants and then just like smack their ass and then beat the shit out of them. I don't know. I probably be the biggest insult. I probably freeze them, let them know that I could do this whenever I wanted, and let that terror do the fight for me. But you gotta pull down their pants. No, I don't. <laughs> you gotta add embarrassment on top of it. On top of and then press it to no, their lips. I don't strive for sexual assault in my battery. Thank you. I mean, it's a fight. All's fair in fighting. I mean, anything that turns you on is technically a sexual assault. Anyway. Yeah. So, so, <laughs> so okay, just to make sure before you guys leave the Masters for the night, you have chosen a tour as your battle. Yeah, we're going to fight bird person. Okay. Definitely the yep. hardest choice, but... Yep. I mean, when my choice is drinking a gallon of poison or a quart of poison, I'm probably dying either way. Do a shot of poison or chug a gallon of poison. We're going to get stopped no matter what happens, so (laughs) let's make it big. All right, so uh, you guys leave or you guys want to say? That's really all Velen had, his curiosity for the behind the scenes of why they're actually doing what they're doing is sated for now. Uh, he's still really curious about, you know, why. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's all he's got because he's too drunk to function at this point. Gotcha. All right. 
Um, you guys are able to find your way back to your room, wobbly and otherwise, um, uh-huh. and have a rest. With the rising of the sun, the bell gongs, gongs, gongs again, waking you if you weren't already awake before the sun. Uh, Garen would be um, sitting up, having woken up relatively early. For some reason, this fight seems relatively important to him. And uh, he, if anybody else would wake up at the, at the screeching of the horrific bells of, hope you don't have a hangover. Um, he'd be holding that mason jar that he received from nobody because there's a non-disclosure agreement. Um, but he'd be holding that mason jar of goo. He'd, uh, if no one else was awake, he would kind of just put it back in his, uh, bag and say, nah, I'll win, win or lose this one on my own merits. So, uh, you all wake up, put yourselves together. Yep. Yep. Up, stretched out, trying to shake off what might be a Mongolian hangover. Right. Um, there's a knock at your door. Uh, come in. Uh, the door slides open. There is a, a monk standing there, and he, uh, she says... The masters are waiting for you whenever you're ready. Karen would look to everyone else and shrug as he uh, dons his armor and just say, uh, shall we then, fellas? Well, I guess so. Yeah, right. Let's uh, get this over with, fellas, and just stretch out. Worst case scenario, someone has to feed us through a funnel for the next week. It's not. Is it just one of us going against them? Sorry. No, it's four on one to make it slightly less unfair. Oh. Because we chose wisely. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, Gary would follow the monk out and would assume everyone else is going to follow him. Alright. The monk takes you out the front doors of the Great Hall and leads you to the right uh, where there's very clearly a dirt arena um, laid out and many many of the monk disciples are sitting uh, away from the arena to witness the battle the four grandmasters are standing all in different attire except for Ator, Ator is in the same attire or similar attire um, they're all in, in attire that looks like they could fight in it. And uh, you all approach the little, like, circular 60-foot-wide arena. And uh, the Grandmasters sort of bow to you, and uh, Doban steps forward and says, Today is a day that we will all know was a good story. And a well-fought fight. For here in our presence are some of the most notable people set before a great journey by the large and ancient worm, Moldoren. 
before before us will test their medal for a prize. And with it, they will go on their journey further and save the world from uncertain disaster. So I call to you, challengers. Who is your opponent? Make your choice wisely. Um, we could go for the buff, buff the bird, or we could do the balance guy. Balance guy might be less, um, get punched in the facing. I thought we decided on the bird. Yeah, you, you guys had already, but I don't, I, it had not been official yet. Yeah, we, we already decided on the bird. Alright, we just, yeah, I, we, I made my bed, I'm gonna stick with my choice. Alright. Con, is casting a spell okay. on himself. Um, we're fighting with our weapons, right? We're not fisticuffins. Oh, you, you should be, you should have whatever it is you normally fight with. Okay. Um, Valen's going to pop on mage armor. Uh, okay. Uh, are you also ready. casting a spell? Uh, it's an invocation. I, right. It's but, technically a spell. Yeah, yeah. You, you're casting a spell on, what are you casting? Al? Uh, enhance ability. Okay. Um, are you all in the arena? Um, yeah, Garen would strap his battle axe and his shield to his back and heft his halberd as he walks in. Sorry, so, okay, so, but you guys aren't in the arena yet. No. Um, no. you guys see, you guys begin to incantate, uh, your spells, and then you, for the first time, see, uh, McGlow's eyes open, and they are black voids. And your ability to cast spells has been robbed from you. Oh, oh, fancy words. You don't lose the spells, but you try to cast them and you're not able to. Oh. Just, all right. Uh, I'm glad we didn't choose to fight that one. <laughs> I think we're all in agreement. We definitely didn't want to fight him. Her. Yeah. I'm not going uh, to fight the quiet boy in the back. Who's the quiet boy in the back? The one that's speaking in my brain. Oh, okay. Probably listens to Slipknot. <laughs> the enlightened Thrike King, you think, listens to fucking Slipknot. Nah, man. He, he listens to world music, and he likes it. At the very least, Jen. going to make you like it, too. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So, Just... uh, you guys have selected Ator. Yes. Yep. <laughs> Ator steps into the ring and says, the moment you step in, the fight will begin. Should we roll initiative now? No, you guys all step in and we're, um, you, and as after the last of you takes one full step in, uh, the spellcasters who have attempted the spell cast notice that McLo's eyes have closed and your ability to cast spells has returned to you. However, um, uh, Ator has vanished and then reappears right in front of Geharan and has an uppercut coming towards your jawline. And that's okay. where we'll roll initiative oh. next week. Uh, <laughs> for the record, before they fought, Garen would have uh, wished him luck and said he was looking forward to a good fight. Sure. 
Yeah. So next week you'll roll initiative and test your metal against the Grandmaster of the Body, uh, uh, Ator. Oh shit, Ator. Uh, such a DBZ cut. Right. Just that slow motion uppercut coming to yeah. the air and then next like, Dragon yeah. Ball Z. It's not much of a fucking cliffhanger though. We're gonna get our asses. <laughs> We should have spent four episodes powering up. Right. I mean, we can just screaming at each other and bloody murder. <laughs> I mean, that's going to happen regardless. I need to charge my spirit bomb with more plants from further away. <laughs> anyway, thank you for joining us for another night of Dungeons and Dragons. I am, as always, and have been your dungeon master, Kenny. We have our party, uh, the Rogue. That's me, Devin, playing Farong. Have a good night, guys. The Warlock. That's uh, me, Jesse, playing Valendis. The Fighter. Uh, this is me, Jeff, playing Garen. Have a good night. And the Bard. It's me, Austin, playing Elm. Have a good night. Good night, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 B